strangers i didn't see you there <laughs> this is krista and with me is crabby pants kurt <laughs> hi <laughs> how are you doing today kurt i'm doing okay i just I didn't sleep good and i think it was because it was so warm in my apartment yeah, i hate it's hate, in the hate, 90s hate here summer Ugh. i hate summer with a passion you don't have air conditioning i do but it's just like a wall unit that kind of uh, sucks as it is yeah. so it doesn't really do much is it not in your bedroom either no, Ugh. no. So my the living room can be ice cold and the bedroom's hot. You should put a fan in your door. I do, and it oh. still doesn't help. Well, shoot. I know. I have central air, not to brag. It's like freezing. I'll, in be, I'll be sleeping down here in the strange cellar pretty <laughs> yeah. soon. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> so other than that, we covered our- We covered the weather, weather talk. Corner. Um, yeah. <clears throat> oh, real quick, so we don't forget, if you're new and you want to skip over the titillating 20 here at the beginning, check your show notes. Kurt's going to post the timestamp for when the actual topic starts, so just want to get that out there. And I'm still penciling stuff in on our housekeeping, so run a tight ship here. Uh, <laughs> just want to give a super huge shout out to the family of Stranger Sergey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, yeah, that, that passed away. One of our so strangers. Sad. I think that's, I was so, so devastated when you sent me that because I had talked, I've talked to him, Yeah, yep. you know, and then very active on the strangers yes, page. And then to find out and then feelings just horrible for his family. Yeah. So unexpected too. Yeah. I mean, they were, I think they were on a family vacation yeah. and he ended up, I don't know exactly what happened, but it turned out that he had like brain blood cancer or yeah. something like that. And yep. They had no idea. No. And he left behind a wife and two young children, yeah. and it's just so sad. I just That was a rough night for me when you told me that. Yeah. So, Sergey, rest in peace. And he's so young. I know. Oh, I know. Gosh. I know. That so, was yeah. bad. Um, Other stuff. Uh, for people that have been following the roller coaster ride that is my job, uh, th- and thank you the for all the- light at the end of the tunnel, thank right? You, <laughs> thank you for all the people that have checked in on me with my anxiety stuff and all that. I've been going, you know, like I said, we get six free sessions with a counselor uh, and I've been, I'm on like the third one and I feel like that's been helping, but it's a lot of not under, like she, she's like puzzled about why some stuff is going on. Like, like at the beginning of the year, she's like, were you super, were you this bad at the beginning of the year when this was a brand new job? And I was like, no, I was nervous, but not like this. And she's like, well, why, why were you not as bad for this? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's a lot of that, but I talked to uh, the vice principal, Courtney, who's really out. Like, there, everybody there is so awesome this week. And I said, I will be coming back there in the fall. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm so, I'm so glad you stuck it out. I'm glad you're going to come back. And I think the kids are going to be really happy. They too. are, because that's the reason I'm going back. Yeah, totally. You know, I can't get into talking about it because I would start crying. But I love <laughs> I can love, tell you already look a little <laughs> I know, I'm already getting, yeah. Well, that's good, though. Yeah, I mean, I that means you're passionate about it. I love, love, love the kids. And I've had... Some threaten me if I don't come back that they're going to find out where I live. I was sacrificed this week. Yep. If you're in a stranger's, you saw the video of the some of the sixth the graders. ritual sacrifice. <laughs> they came and got me and they're like, Mr. K, we need you to come be our sacrifice. And I'm like, all right. That was so funny. <laughs> they were so loud. And then you chanting. sent me they're... a picture of all the thank you cards and notes oh, that they for gave the, yeah, you. For my geocaching. Yeah. Like That's I said, so I, I cannot express how much I love these kids. I, I truly do. So for better or worse, I'll be going back in the fall. Yep. And we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm glad. I'm happy to hear that. And uh, one of the things, you know, with the anxiety stuff and talking to the counselor, and you and I mentioned this, 
about our project we possibly are going to be mm-hmm. doing like mm-hmm. in the fall that I need desperately to get into shape. Mm. Like I am right. in the worst shape I think I have ever been in physically. Yeah. And it doesn't help that this morning on the way here, I stopped at Burger King and McDonald's <gasps> What? because I wanted, I, I was reading like a, a comparison of their biscuit sandwiches and I was like, oh, I've never had a biscuit sandwich from... So you had two biscuit sandwiches this morning, Kurt? I, I had a biscuit sandwich and hash browns from Burger King and two breakfast burritos and a hash brown for McDonald's. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's becoming a problem. That's concerning. I'm yeah, worried so about strangers, your heart health. <laughs> strangers, you guys are always there for me. I need you guys to help me with this fitness thing. I don't know how, but I got a, I mean, a couple of years ago, I lost over 50 pounds mm-hmm. and it was so easy. And like Miranda is like, why can't you get that going now? It's all about your mindset. It is. And I think right now dealing with the school stress and stuff, like I drive past Burger King every day and it's like, stop at Burger King. Food is comfort. Yeah. You know. Well, Tristan offered to help you out with some yes. recipes. So yes. I think you should take him up on that. I, I should. So Tristan, I mean, you might be hearing from me very yeah. soon because... It's getting bad. and like, It's all about eating. I mean, getting my students, in shape is and, good. And he didn't mean anything bad by this, but he was up by me at the desk during lunch, and he's like, Mr. K, you're, you've gotten a lot fatter <laughs> since the beginning of the year. Kids are honest. But they are, you know? <laughs> and I, looking at that video we shot, I'm like, ugh, I got to lose weight. So that's coming up very soon is Kurt's Fitness Challenge. Right. I ideally would like to get down to 230 and that's 50, and you're tall, so pounds. yeah, that's yeah, that'd be a pretty normal weight for you. Yeah, so that's that. Um, what else do we got? There was um, a there was a uh, surprise strangers convention yesterday. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, I'm sitting in my office at work, and all of a sudden I hear, "Hi, Krista," and I look, and there's Kayla from work. Who she's a stranger. Hey, Kayla. We were coworkers. Uh, I've never met her before, even though she's dropped off a taste test in the past and we've emailed and messaged on Facebook. I've never actually met her face to face and I actually got to meet her face to face yesterday. So that was exciting. And Sherry was in her office. She's also a stranger across the hall. So she popped out and the three of us chatted for a little bit. <laughs> just so cool. And actually another coworker said he had listened to several episodes too and really liked it. So I didn't know that he had been listening. So that's really cool. So hey, Justin, if, you, if you're listening, that's hey, awesome. but also Kayla, so exciting to finally meet you. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, stranger Lizzie, one of our newer strangers, would message me yesterday that she got a coworker of hers oh, nice. hooked on it. So it's just really cool. It's yeah, it's fun. Yeah, feels like a family for it sure. It does. It does. Um, do we have any other housekeeping? Probably. Um, <laughs> I say this every time. I'm to uh, think. Yeah, I don't know. T-shirts are still available. Mugs are still available. Oh, Carly in uh, Australia got. Oh, hers, did she finally she, get yeah, it? She said it fits perfectly. Oh, good. good so good. yeah, I love my T-shirt. Yeah, and I posted some pictures on Instagram of people sporting their merch. So that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Carly sent me a picture of her wearing well, her. So it's just cool that people in other countries I are know. wearing our shirts. Yeah. And they're willing to pay for the shipping. Thank you, Carly. <sighs> yeah. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Don't know what else to say. Uh, I'm, I feel like all my allergies are so bad. Allergy medication's not even helping. Hmm. So I've heard it's bad for a lot of people this yeah. year. I haven't been impacted by it yet, knock on wood. I hope you don't. Yeah, me too. What do you want to do first? Should we do a taste test or open our package? Uh, let's open the package. Okay. Oh, do I need to get the... I think you might have to. And this was sent to us by our longtime f- listeners, uh, Whitney and Josh Carpenter. Oh, yeah. They're very long. And I think Josh also has a t-shirt. The one I'm wearing right awesome. now. Awesome. Um, Not that I'm... actual shirt you're wearing, <laughs> but the same, <laughs> that would the, be weird. The same style. <laughs> Um, while I'm struggling to open this, 
I would also like to point out that we bought another magnetic whiteboard so that we can display all of our amazing listener gifts, and we're already out of room. <laughs> it's already full. So we'll have to buy another one. And we, we don't want to stick tacks in anything, so we're trying to do all magnetic. Yeah. There we go. Now now we're getting somewhere. They said it's a bunch of li- a bunch of like smaller things, I okay. guess. So reach in, just reach in and grab I'm something. Demolishing this box because they've been doing like this whirlwind tour of the states, and oh, they were yeah. in Roswell. Okay, that's which right. I w- and they went to that little alien, which I am so jealous about because visiting there is on my bucket list. Nice. <laughs> okay, so okay, so just reach in and grab. Just one reach in thing. and grab things. So see what the- we got. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> It's is like toilet al- paper. Is it? To- oh, my God. It's alien toilet paper. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing or that I would love it so much. That's really this cute. is cool. Alien toilet paper. If only we had a crapper down here. <laughs> we might have to we might have to hang that on the wall on a toilet paper roll. Oh, that'd be funny. Okay. It would be. <laughs> That's so cool. Funny. Am I grabbing more or are we saving? No, stuff? We're, we'll grab. Let's let's do it all. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, a tinfoil hat. <laughs> I love it. An actual tinfoil. I hope they didn't pay too much for this because I feel like tinfoil is available at all groceries. Comfy felt lining. Ooh, felt lining. Okay. Tinfoil hat for humans. I guess tinfoil would get a little irritating on like your forehead. So I like that it has uh, some lining in it. <laughs> This tinfoil hat for humans offers protection against mental and psychotronic attacks from both government agents and alien intruders. They have been targeting you for years. Don't let being a targeted individual limit your life. Wear this hat to the grocery store, a football game, or even the DMV, and they won't be able to read your thoughts or modify your behavior. (laughs) Our unique cutting-edge design blocks all electromagnetic fields and reduces harp and gamma rays by 70%. Includes a soft felt lining for the ultimate comfort needed for 24-hour use. I love that it's specified that it's for humans. Yes. Are there <laughs> ones for, like, dogs? Or... That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. Got to take a picture. <laughs> it always makes me think of signs. Yes. When they're all, like, this, where they're all sitting there with their... In the bedroom. Yeah. That's oh, one of my all-time favorite movies. Okay, ready? Yep. Oh, that might be it. Nope. Wait. Yep, I think so. Yep. Awesome. Thank you Very so nice. much, guys. I love it. Actually, um, these are going to go in our yes. carry-all cabinet here. I mean, I wouldn't want to use, like, even in an emergency, I wouldn't want to use that. That's too cool to... <laughs> I wonder if they have that, like, at Roswell in the bathrooms there. Thank you guys so much for the awesome stuff. I have this annoying habit of carrying on a conversation when I'm, like, not anywhere near the microphone. No, so thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, so cute. I love it. Again, the fact that anyone thinks of buying us stuff while they're out traveling boggles is, my mind. Yeah, totally. Oh, and by the way, Devin, nice try. I'm not tasting crickets again. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, we could take them. I mean, we could, could we try. Hurt? Well, <laughs> we'll save them for next time Devin is on, and he. I can preferred take them. the grub worms to the crickets because the crickets, their antennas would get stuck in your teeth. Yeah, there's just, just gross. there's like legs and stuff yes. involved. Yes. The larvae, at least, they were just like one little piece of indistinguishable you know stuff are we we're just gonna do one thing from the norway yeah let's do that that is heavy holy yeah, wowzers there's still a ton of stuff Should I in just there reach in there and grab just something grab something i hear a bag laban den original so good so sugary <laughs> that's english translation a translation laban the original 
tenacious men and women tenacious jelly men and women i mean they do look tenacious they do look tenacious and they're like jelly candies in the shape of men and they women they look good i think there's lemon orange apple oh <laughs> here do you want to read that little note on the back yep i don't know if you can read it through the tape <laughs> it says let us out for laban tenacious jelly men and women fun and play is the meaning of life that's why they are not just waiting for the sound of the bag opening so that the party really can start <laughs> Don't be baffled if you hear cheering when that happens. That's what it says on the back. Okay. I'm excited to try so these. So when we open the bag, there's going to be cheering. They are cute little jelly They are men. cute. They're like, they look like they're oh, dancing Oh, why am I opening stuff. it? That's yeah, not, why are you that's opening not, it? That's not my shtick. He's Kurt. Okay. Because, you know, you probably would have been more efficient at it. <gasps> oh, Did you look at that. They kind of look like, well, we'll Making see. Making it look easy. I did. I made it look easy. Like I do this every day or at least every other week. <laughs> Ooh, they smell really good. Okay, ready? I'm going to grab... Oh, look at how cute they are. <laughs> they are really cute. <laughs> okay, I'm grabbing a green one and a red one. Mm. I can smell the sugar. <laughs> I am going to grab a yellow one and a purple one. They're so cute. Wow, they're... Oh, that's green, not so much purple. They smell real good. They do. Okay. But that was like a horrible... What are you going to taste? <laughs> They smell real good. Is, real was real not, good. Yeah, that was. I have. I do have a degree in English, people. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Which one are you tasting? Yellow. Okay, I'm gonna taste green. Okay. Go. Oh, sugary. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh. Mm. I mean, they taste like a, a gummy worm, but I feel like the texture is better. Yes. Gummy worms are really like, like a jaw workout. At least. These are really good. Yeah, they are really good. Mm. I ate the torso. I'm going to eat the bottom half. Mm. Mm. Very good. I really like these. So they, do they have different flavors? Mm-hmm. Okay. There is... So what is green? I guess we can't really tell. Apple. <laughs> apple. Oh. Does that taste like apple? Lemon, apple, pineapple, raspberry, orange. Hmm. I really like these. These might be one of the best... Like gummy candies I've ever eaten. I don't know that I can tell the difference between the flavors. Like mm. the green tasted just like the red. Yeah. But they're really good. They're so way. sugary. They're really sugary. Mm. Yeah, they're really good. Mm. And cute. Mm -hmm. I feel like the the enjoyment factor comes from how cute they are. I'm going to give... What are you going to give that out of 10? I'm going to give it like an 8 because I'm not normally like a candy person. If they were covered in chocolate, you know I'd give it a 10. I'm going to give them a 9. They're okay. like darn near mm. perfect. Mm. Not like shockingly sweet either. Mm -mm. There's just enough of like a tartness. There's to a them. lot of sugar coating. Mm -hmm. oh, that good. is really good. All right. We're only 16 minutes in. Oh, we're doing good. We're killing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're missing an entire segment. Oh, we probably are. Are we? <laughs> I don't know. I do feel like we're forgetting something like important. Um, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. The problem is, I'm like, Monday, I'm like, oh, I got all week to get ready for the podcast. Wednesday, last night, I got a couple like, days to get ready for the podcast. In a flurry Eight of Eight o'clock last night. Oh, I forgot to print out the podcast. And then it's like, oh, my God. So, yeah. We're, that's okay. If we cut the titling 20 a little short, that leaves a little extra room for stories. And so. that's going to be part of the issue today that I was going to talk to you about. Oh, we uh, might run out of time. Our usual 90-minute episode is eight or nine pages, sometimes yeah. 10. Mm -hmm. 
This is 20. Oh, dang. So we are going to, should we do two listener story episodes this season and like do one later in the season? You know what we could do is we could release part one tomorrow and part two next time or even next week. No, I I would rather, I would rather split it into two Two just in case that there is somebody that's like, oh, I wanted to get you guys a story. Oh yeah, we could do that. So let's do that. Let's do, if we don't do your story you sent us in this episode, uh, we will do another listener submission. Yeah episode later this season two in one season Mm, that just made my day yeah so i I figured that's the best way to do it yeah i like it i'm down i'm i'm agreeable because i was printing it out last night i'm like oh boy we are gonna run out of time Mm. so we're gonna have two stories and we have something else we have to record after this so yeah we actually do okay we'll save that as a secret Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. just dangling that out there just dangling that out there (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> we look, just looked at each other like should we say See something what we did there? <laughs> um so today i forgot to put willie on my um that's bigfoot willie uh, well he has a little uh, okay i just put willie on my a uh, boom my microphone boom or whatever you want to call it arm and there's little bigfoot stickers in here i'm gonna leave him in here so he has a little company at night while he's sleeping with his blankie Kurt's eating more gummy men. You were talking, so I figured I could eat. No. Gummy men and women. I can't tell the difference between the men and the women, though. Oh, yeah, I can. Oh, there's... Are, are there boobs on the women? <laughs> yeah, there are there boobs. Are there boobs are boobs on the women. On the women. I didn't notice that, and now I have to take a picture of that. That is gummy boobs. <laughs> I like that. Oh, funny. That's a phrase I never thought I would heard, hear anyone say. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever said gummy boobs before. There are gummy boobs on these... I don't know if I'm going to be able to capture that, but. Oh, Fun. I like the yellow well, one. I'm going to eat this one now. I like the yellow ones. Is it lemon? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh. that's the only one that actually tastes like it says it's going to mm-hmm. taste. That one is good. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. So this episode is listener stories. I'm going to start off talking about because people have been asking me about my stimulus check thing. Oh, Yeah. And this is just weird. Like I, I still don't know what to make of this. You know, you know the whole story I behind do. that. Mm-hmm. So here's the situation. Like I get, I got the stimulus check, the fourteen hundred dollar stimulus check. Mm-hmm. One and of them. I'm whenever, even with my tax rebate, I I don't like direct deposit because I like having the check. It's like a weird psychological thing where I like having the physical hmm. rebate check sent to me. I'm the opposite. I don't want the hassle. Just put it in my account. No, I like having that, holding that check and having that check. Hmm. So I got my rebate check, my my stimulus check, right? And like shortly after it came out, so I brought it upstairs and I put it where I put all my check stuff on my PlayStation. Corey, my brother, knows my filing system. (laughs) It's on your PlayStation. Yeah, which is on my table, on my desk, on my PlayStation, on the floor somewhere Mm -hmm. so i put the stimulus check on top of my playstation and it sat there for a couple months like it was there for i I don't i feel better mentally having that check there as opposed to having it cashed in the bank and being able to like pay bills (laughs) like it's like it's like an emergency backup thing like i just like having it there it's weird i've always yes like i've always been that way okay so my stimulus check sat there on top of my PlayStation, mm-hmm. and one Friday I went and, you know, I pay a place to do my taxes. Okay. So I went there on a Friday, 
paid them to to submit my taxes and stuff. And I knew I was getting money back from both federal and state. So that was on a Friday. On the Monday, directly after that Friday, I remember, I think I got home from work. I remember coming home from work, putting my stuff in the house, walking down to get the mail, open the mailbox, and all that was in there was like a governmental looking envelope. You know, like what the, what the tax yeah. stuff looks mm-hmm. like from the department of revenue or whatever. So I, I brought it back up to my apartment and I was, I was walking up the steps towards the top of my apartment. I tore the envelope open on the side to see how much my income tax was. And I opened it on the side and it was like, it was said $1,400 and I'm like, cool. It's the exact same as my stimulus check. So I took my tax check into my living room and set it on top of my stimulus check on top of the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it sat there for a week maybe mm-hmm. and then one night i was like i i was like i think i remember only seeing one check when i walked past my playstation so i walked out in the living room i was already in bed by that time looked at the playstation and there was only one check on it and i'm like that's gotta be my income tax check so i'm like where did i put my stimulus check so i started to like tear my apartment apart looking for my stimulus check and I could not find it and I was I was freaking out pretty bad because I needed money badly and I could not find my stimulus check anywhere and I think I told you that I think I texted you about this yeah you're freaking out and Corey said the same thing that you guys did it Corey's like you would not if they submitted your taxes on Friday you would not have got a check back already on Monday no when you do it electronically yeah my, my thought was they always wait until I pay them before they electronically submit my yeah. my taxes. And I thought maybe they accidentally submitted it or they just knew I was going to pay because I've been going to them forever. So they maybe just submitted it knowing I was going to come in and pay. It still seems really soon, though. It does. To get a paper check. Direct yeah, deposit it does. is about a but week. But I was, I, I panicked like crazy mm-hmm. because I was up. I was bad that night. I could not find this stupid stimulus check. Mm-hmm. So I was... You really, had like a major anxiety And attack. that was the next day mm-hmm. at work when I had the panic attack and had to leave work for those two days. And then two weeks later, both of my tax checks came. So but I have this... It wasn't, it wasn't a dream. It was not a dream. I have never had a dream like that where I confuse it with reality. I don't right. think I have ever. So it's weird to me that I have this vivid memory of walking down to the mailbox, getting this check out, opening it up, Seeing it was $1,400, which was the same as the stimulus check mm-hmm. that had been sitting on my PlayStation for quite a while. You know, We got more than one stimulus check, though. But it was, yeah. But it, I mean, no, this was the this same $1,400 different... stimulus mm-hmm. check because the first one was, wasn't $1,400. I don't think the first one was $1,400. But it was weird because weird. I have this. It wasn't. It's like a false memory. It's like a false something. memory or like. A Mandela effect. A Mandela almost. effect or. <laughs> a singular Mandela Or effect. am I like losing it? I think anxiety can do stuff like that. And I think I said that to you. I'm like, yeah. when you're going through anxiety, your brain's just not processing things right. You're kind of in fight or flight mode. Yeah. And I think that could have played into it for sure. But it's weird. It's, it's weird to me because like you said, a Mandela effect or like repeating something that happened. Especially since you're so regimented yes. in like your routines. <laughs> yeah. It is surprising that you would... That this would happen. Yeah. So it freaked me out on a lot of levels, like both on kind of like the paranormal, like like something weird happened mm-hmm. where this thing repeated where I got this stimulus check or am I starting to lose it? And that scares me too. I think it was probably anxiety. I don't know. 
I don't know, because it, it could have been. And I mean, because that's basically what set off the chain of events that led to my panic attack. Yeah. You but know? at the end of the day, you ended up with all the checks. Oh, uh, yeah, I ended and, up with all the checks, yeah. but I have this memory it's of so, going down to get this weird. check when it's never happened. That's weird. So I don't know. So that's my weird story about my stimulus check. That is strange. You know, was it a parallel universe thing? Am yeah. I just going crazy? <laughs> you know, was it anxiety? I don't know. It's weird. But it was like whatever happened there set everything off in motion for my panic attack and for that really, really bad couple of weeks I had. So I don't know. So anyway, that's mm. my story about my stimulus check. Yeah. It's all cash. Strange. It's all in the bank. I'm going to start <laughs> cashing them right away. That's a good idea. But <laughs> that's right. Or getting them direct deposited. You know, yeah. might as well join the the 2000s and get right? a direct deposit <laughs> instead of having a paper check. Oh, that's funny. So yeah, that's my story. Uh, our first story from a listener, Krista, is going to read... Okay. Oh, get, and it's get, a long one. Let me get my spectacles. Oh, you're going to make me read a long one? You're going to be reading a really long one. Okay. This one is from our awesome stranger, and Krista and I were actually just talking about him before we even started recording, and that is from Tristan Petrash. Yes. One of our Canadian listeners. And he has an amazing YouTube channel. Yes, he does. I just watched another video yesterday, and I'm just like, it, it's so professional. He just made kimchi grilled cheese. Yeah, it looks amazing. Which I really want to try. <laughs> yeah, it looked really good. Okay. All right, you ready? Kurt's chugging his coffee right now. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Hi, Kurt and Krista. Hi, so Tristan. <laughs> Hi, Tristan. So I've been meaning to write into you to tell you about the things that have happened to me in my life. So here goes. I've had several things happen over the years, so I'm just going to stick to the main stuff and then tack the other stuff onto the end so that you can still read about it if you want. I also want to clarify that despite the things I've experienced, I'm very skeptical about most paranormal and especially ghost phenomenon. But that being said, I can't really explain a lot of this. When I was 13, my parents were buying our first home. We managed to find a great place in a good neighborhood that was a major upgrade for us. After a few years, my grandfather was suffering from a form of Alzheimer's and came to live with us. We turned our then unfinished basement into an apartment for myself since we didn't have room for my grandfather. The house was less than 20 years old as the previous house had burned down. This next account is secondhand information, so I don't know how true it is, but apparently an older couple lived in the original house. The husband passed away at some point, and shortly after the widow walked down the street to the river and committed suicide. Ugh. After the new house was built, less than two years later, the big tree out front fell and caved the roof in. The same year my grandfather came to live with us, Christmas morning our pipes burst and flooded the apartment. We were always having water issues with the property. The first real occurrence that happened to me and I later found out was definitely a sleep paralysis situation, but I woke up early one morning to what sounded like a little girl whispering, la la la, in my ear. Oh, that nope. creeps me out. I'm just noping that. <laughs> I was terrified and could not move. I've been there. It sucks. It felt as if I was being restrained. This lasted maybe three or four seconds, but at the time it felt like forever. He's describing a classic sleep paralysis. The next event was one day as I was watching TV in my bedroom and I could suddenly hear very faint music playing. So I muted the TV and could clearly hear something from down the hall in a room I used for storage. As I got closer, I could tell it was my Billy Talent CD playing, which I hadn't seen in forever and it was coming from this crappy old stereo system I had. I moved a bunch of boxes out of the way and quickly ejected the CD. I then went to unplug it, and as I'm sure you've already guessed, it was not plugged in. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I was far more confused than scared. That would mess with me, for yeah. sure. 
My grandfather eventually passed away, not in the house thankfully, and not long after my then girlfriend at the time, I was around 20, came to live with me in the downstairs apartment. One morning she called me just crying and panicking, saying that as she woke up, she turned her head to see an old woman standing there just staring at her. Not in a mean or nice way, just a blank stare. She pulled the covers over her head, as you do, Mm -hmm. and waited a few minutes before looking again, and it was gone. She was also never told of the story of the widow either. That was where my mind went. I Mm -hmm. wonder if it was the widow. My parents decided to move into my grandfather's old house as the mortgage was paid off, and my girlfriend and I took the opportunity to rent the house from my parents. I'm a chef, and I love cooking, so the kitchen is my happy place. I never felt comfortable in this house's kitchen. Aside from the apartment in the basement, the house was just one floor and all open concept except for a small hallway leading to the bathroom and two bedrooms. I felt fine in the room beside the kitchen, and I felt fine in the living room on the other side. But whenever I was in the kitchen, it felt more like I was in someone else's house and was invading their space. Weird. I just felt uncomfortable, not scared or anything. There were lots of times when we were watching TV in the living room, and I would see shadows or black dots moving around the ceiling next to the kitchen. It was always just at the edge of my vision, so I never saw one clearly. That's so common that people see mm-hmm. stuff out of the, their peripheral vision. That's, that's what my crawling guy was. I mean, my, seeing right. the guy crawling out of my bathroom was just purely peripheral. Well, and like Devin mentioned, the hat man. Yeah. He sees that out of yep. the corner of his eye a lot. I think that's really common, just for like shadow people, everything. We both started to feel more and more uncomfortable in the house as time went on. It just didn't feel right. It all kind of came to a head one night in December when we were dead asleep and were instantly woken up by the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. You can see down the short hallway into the kitchen, especially the stove from the bedroom. What woke us up, I can only describe as very loud, and I mean loud, laughing. That just gave me the chills. (laughs) But it had a slight mechanical or metal quality to it. You just had this happen to you. It was that, like, I described it as a mechanical chuckle. Yeah, that's so weird. Hmm. Yikes. Um, He said, but it had a slight mechanical or medical... (laughs) Medical... (laughs) But it had a slight mechanical or metal quality to it, almost similar to the sound of an old oven door makes when you open it. I know exactly I can totally what he's talking hear about. That in my yep. head too. I was staring right at it when I woke up, and the door wasn't open, and nothing looked unusual. But we both heard it. I told my girlfriend to go back to sleep; that it was nothing, mostly because I was so scared I didn't want her to see me freaking out. She passed out pretty much right away. I spent the next few hours until it was time to get up, staring into the kitchen, too afraid to look away. Ugh. Because we were young and dumb, we racked up a ton of credit card debt and just couldn't afford the house anymore, so we informed my parents that we were moving into one of her father-in-law's properties as we could stay rent-free until we were back on our feet. This is when things escalated. It took us about a month or so to pack and slowly move to the other house. During that time, my girlfriend would call me while I was at work saying things like she could hear the walls banging, like someone was thumping their fist against them. Although he did say the house had a lot of water problems and pipes can make weird noises, but... I just continued to feel uneasy in the house and got to the point I hated getting off work because it meant I had to go home. A few days before we finally moved, she called me at work one last time and said that one of the end tables had violently moved in front of her and she was so scared she went to the other house. That sounds like super active. Yeah. You would think that it would de-escalate if they were moving out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. About a week after we moved, we still had some stuff in the basement we needed to collect, so we reluctantly came back one final time to grab our stuff. We walked downstairs and grabbed two or three boxes. We were there maybe three minutes, but in that time, the basement had filled with this thick, heavy feeling, like far beyond tension. 
I went to grab another box from further down the room near the bedroom and was just overwhelmed with a sense of someone being pissed off at me. <laughs> That's really creepy. And I also hesitated saying that word because I, you know. I would legitimately be creeped out if we were investigating that place because oh, there's, totally. like, there's so much like weirdness. Uh, yeah, the, the negative kind of yeah. vibes. I don't like that. It felt like I had just broken into someone's house and they were and they caught me. I looked at my girlfriend and told her, F it, let's just get out of here. I left all the boxes there and never came back. Wow. My parents eventually rented it out to some people, and I heard that they had some weird stuff happen, but I have no specific details. They sold the house a few years later. I don't know what exactly happened in that house, and if there is a rational explanation, it's beyond me. But I will never forget what happened there, and to this day can still vividly hear that laugh in my memory. Wow. Really creepy. That is super creepy. Um, so many people say, like people who are into the paranormal, that they would love to live in a house that has activity, and I am the absolute complete opposite. <laughs> I want my home to be my sanctuary where I feel safe and like secure, and I don't ever want to feel like there's something here with no. me that. I and can't as somebody see. that had stuff happen in that apartment, right. it was weirdly not super scary to me. I mean, the scratches on my body yeah. was when things started getting weird. But even seeing the dude crawl out of the bathroom. Like, none of that was, like, it's weird. It's weird to me it's that... It's, like, scarier for us. Yes. it's Well, it's weird to... It's, like, when you're hearing it second from the person that did it... Right. Or experienced it. Yeah. When you're hearing it from the person that experienced it, it's almost scarier than when you totally. are actually experiencing it, you know? Right. Because I... Probably what I'm conjuring in my head is way creepier than maybe what you saw. I don't know. If that would have happened to me, though, I would have been terrified. You know, like seeing my guy crawl out of the bathroom or whatever. I love how he's your guy. <laughs> it's my guy. Hey, it's my I guy. It's my guy with the weirdly broken back and the scraggly <laughs> hair and the flannel shirt. No, because it's, you know, I feel like when, when I explain that, you think of like a horror movie setting totally. where it's dark and there's like the weird... Mute, the, like the music that always plays like during something scary mm -hmm. happening there's none of that I think only it, the light of the tv and it's yeah like flashing. And there, there was, there was nothing like that it <laughs> okay. was like it would happen down here like if you and i just saw a dude crawl around in the morning it would i be mean like, i'd still be well, it's still here. weird but it's not as weird as it would be happening like in a horror movie yeah there was uh i don't remember what i was just reading but it it, it said when you're watching next time you're watching a horror movie and there's a scene that's really scary like try watching it again later with the sound off and it's just ah, not as scary because of the the the, the mute like the music and the, the sounds they set the mood. So well, this is like you and I have been watching a ton of found footage movies. You know what? You know what? What I, was it in a stranger's house? Was that what, the one that we both said it was just that guy that was like sitting? Oh yeah, it was like in the, the scene UK in there that really bothered that like still kind of freaks me out. And it wasn't even like that weird of a scene. Was when he's laying in bed, and he hears like this weird. It's almost like a a chant or yes. like a musical something it's like a chant and like a musical beat or something yeah and it's getting louder and he walks to that room and when he opens the door it all just stops yeah that was one of the creepiest yeah for, for that too. that i've been i think about that laying in bed at night and that legitimately creeps me mm -hmm. out <laughs> i'll met i'll get to something else that i keep coming back to that creeps me out at night too but i I, I've told Kurt that I can't watch a scary movie when it's light out because it has no impact on me at <laughs> yeah. all. Like I even said, I should watch this again when it's dark out because I bet I would find it a lot scarier. Yeah. Because I really do think that makes a difference if you're in a dark setting. Yeah. The sun's shining it, in my living room. It amazes me that that movie, I think it's called In a Stranger's House and 
leaving DC. Oh, those are both really it's, good. Yeah, and it's like one person. Like, it basically one just one actor yep. and how they can make an effective movie. Yep. You know, so... It's inspiring. It is inspiring. <laughs> keep that Keep that in mind. So what I was going to say is, what was that other movie um, where they were running a haunted house? Oh, Hell House Limited? Yeah, or? so the scene that I... Unfortunately, I end up thinking about when I get up at two o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom in our dark house is when that guy is in the room and he sees the girl sitting against oh, the wall. Yeah, that one was rough. That is, that is <laughs> so creepy. I was reading reviews about that and they just said, you know what's going to happen. You, you know, know the guy coming. pulls his his, yes. sh- his cover up over his head and then he looks back and the girl's turned her head to look at him. Oh my God. And then he he's pulls the it. cover back up for a long time. Really long and you're time. just building attention because you know, you know it's coming. as soon as he takes the cover down, she's, she's going to be, be right, right there. there. doesn't <laughs> yep. matter. It still yeah. scares the bejesus out of <laughs> yep. you. And her yep. eyes are... Okay, anyway. Yeah. That's for another... That's for the Patreon that we keep talking about. And there's that scene and Was it that one? No, that was the, the Goji Haunted Asylum. Mm. The one <gasps> scene that people yeah. say is either f- laughably bad or people say is scary as hell where the girl is outside with the other girl and she turns to talk to her and the girl just starts like this gibberish, just yeah. weird gibberish in her that was eyes. Creepy. That creeped I me out. I thought it was creepy. That creeped me out. How do we, we, we got off topic here, but anyway, <laughs> we digress. Tristan, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, anyway, yeah. we have, and there's more, there is more from Tristan, other stuff, but we're going to save that for the next listener stories episode. Yeah. So we have, because I don't know through. how much we're going to have left. Okay. Because we haven't done this episode yet, obviously. So I don't know how many <laughs> stories we're going to have You're left. You're not a fortune teller. And so Tristan, thank you so much. That, yeah, that thank you. That gives me the heebie-jeebies. Totally. Some, like, it was weird because I don't remember reading his stuff about the mechanical sounding yeah, laughter. But that's what I heard by my bed kind of that day. So weird. I wonder if other people have heard that. I don't know. So Tristan, that was awesome. Thank that's you. That's a phenomenon we're not aware of. And you know what we did totally forget? I put the pickle candy on top of my coffee just so I would remember it. Okay. What did we forget to do? At the beginning of the episode, the very first thing we always do. I can't remember. Shout outs to new strangers. We oh, did not, dang. We did wow. not do it. Oh, we're terrible. Well, while we were reading that story, I got a notification that we had a new stranger I join. I saw that, yeah. And it's like, oh, we didn't even... Should we do it at the end of the episode? We can do it. Uh, should we do it at the end of the episode? Yeah, let's do it at the okay. end. Be so weird to do I'll it put now. it in the description for the episode that we do okay. shout outs at the end, but we totally. Sorry. I'm going to, this is an aside. I might even edit this out, but one of the things that my counselor wants me to do is carry a little notebook with me called like my stress journal. Okay. Where it's going to have like little things that I can look at to, to like remember, Ground like just you. breathe. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm going to do is have like my students, because some of my students are super artistic, have them just draw something in there oh, for that's me a good that idea. when I look at it, it'll like. Calm you. Calm me down. But I'm also, I decided during you reading that, that I'm also going to make like the back section. Remember to put this in uh, housekeeping because I, stuff pops in my head during the week and I'm like, we need to talk about this Mm -hmm. and then we forget. So I'm going to, I'm going to jot it down. So we're better at remembering housekeeping. (laughs) Or we forget entire regular segments. (laughs) Well, like I wanted to thank Brian and Lauren for having me on their podcast, (laughs) Transatlantic History Ramblings. With oh, uh, with Neil, St- I love Neil's story. Yeah. Like seriously, I adore the man. Like he is so knowledgeable and so awesome. And we did an episode about black dogs. That's like a a, mm. a common thing mm-hmm. in in England. And uh, I told you that that we talked a little bit about how it's almost there's similarities between the Hat Man or Shadow People and people seeing this black dog. Really? Yeah. And then at the end of the was talking, Neil said that we should just go back on there and then. He wants to have a segment about Slenderman. Okay. And then I would talk about the Hat Man. Yeah. So we might do that. Nice. But you got to come on. Okay. Okay. You just did your shout out. 
See. Okay. Thank you so much, Brian and Lauren. Okay, and now we have a submission from listener and stranger Stephen from the UK, who is also Pink Flamingo. Yes, Pink Flamingo recording. One of our one of our big Instagram fans. Yes. I want to get it right. Pink Flamingo yeah, music just, production. He just started a podcast of his own. Yep. It's called Haunted UK Podcast. I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. I haven't either. Um, but he did submit a story and a couple of uh, voicemails. voicemails. I well, they're not voicemails. They're actually, he gave them us MP3s in his uh, yes. Dropbox. Yep. But he's like got a professional recording studio, so you yeah. can imagine the quality of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, yeah, probably better than ours, huh? <laughs> but he, uh, he sent us a story here about like Woodbridge and Bentwaters, which is in the Rendlesham Forest area. Yep. And we had an episode about the Rendlesham Forest UFO sighting. This is, so this is kind of a follow-up to yep, that. Yep, so this is from Stephen from the UK. You probably know this already, but I'll briefly go over it. RAF Woodbridge was a joint base with RAF Bentwaters, and I think that stands for Royal Air Force, I, I believe. I so that's what I thought. Which operated as twin facilities from as early as the Second World War. USAF tactical squadrons regularly use both bases to launch operations from, as well as landing and repairing damaged aircraft. The entire area of Suffolk and Norfolk, Norfolk, Suffolk, Suffolk, Norfolk, I'll say Norfolk, (laughs) (laughs) contained many high security bases which were involved in operations all over the world, especially in the Iraq wars. B-2 stealth bombers were regularly launched from these sites as part of tactical bombing strikes against Saddam Hussein's military. What many people never realized was the fact that these bases also held up to one-third, and sometimes more, depending on the minutes of the doomsday clock, of the entire of the United Kingdom's nuclear weapons. Motions in the doomsday clock also influenced the movement of nuclear weapons, and this is worldwide. This was one of the main reasons why the Rendlesham slash Woodbridge slash Bentwaters incident was taken so seriously. It went all the way to the UK government House of Commons, where it was debated by MPs as to the validity of its threat to national security. It also went much higher. RAF Woodbridge and Bentwaters were decommissioned between the late 80s and early 90s, with staff and operations redistributed to other sites or shut down entirely. This is where the story starts. Two RAF personnel, who will remain anonymous due to the possibility of them either still serving or having family serving, were being reallocated to bases in Scotland along with their families. They both decided to make the trip to Scotland altogether, but wanted to go back to RAF Woodbridge one last time to say goodbye. They parked at the gatehouse and left their families to wait for them in their cars. The officers informed the gatehouse security staff of their intention to take one last look around before they made their way to their new detail in Scotland. Security staff asked them for their IDs and let them onto the base, but warned them to keep clear of the missile silos. Both officers admitted that being told not to do something resulted in them doing the complete opposite, so they went straight for some of the missile silo locations. Naturally. Yep. (laughs) I don't blame them. (laughs) Upon reaching the destination, they were immediately and quite forcefully apprehended by American Blue Beret Special Forces. We're talking face down on the tarmac with boots on their heads and rifles pointed directly at them. After answering a barrage of questions, including, why were you at the silo sites, who gave you authorization to enter this restricted area, and most strangely, what have you seen? Mm. They were taken to a hangar building for further interrogation. After being heavily questioned for almost two hours, they were released and allowed to continue on their journey. They were warned, however, that their new base commanders would be informed of this incident and any actions taken would be fully supported by American Department of Defense and the United States Air Force. Wow. Dang. They're not messing around. No. 
This incident alone raises many questions to this day. Why the secrecy when the base had been decommissioned? Why had American Blue Beret Special Forces been stationed there when all nuclear weapons would have been disassembled and moved years before, either moved to new locations or deactivated at a secure location? Why were the missile silos off limits? It's common knowledge that whatever the UFO crafts were, they were buzzing the missile silos when the incident took place. What was being stored in the missile silos? A downed UFO? An exchanged UFO? An experimental aircraft? This incident is still being debated at the highest levels even today. It's a mystery that still remains largely unsolved. I count myself as being one of the strangers and have had great pleasure in listening to the Strange Sessions podcast. If you decide to read this, then great. But if not, that's no problem. We read it. <laughs> Keep up the great work. And if you'd like more true, real-life, factual stories, then I'd be happy to send more. All the best, Pink Flamingo. Sweet. So thank you so much. Yeah. That's uh, like the whole Rendlesham Forest thing is crazy. And mm-hmm. I agree with him. I mean, if there's supposedly nothing there, why right. the Blue Berets, why... The what have you seen? Like, there's something there that, that specifically is strange. Yeah. What there, have you seen? There's something there that they did not want them to see. Mm-hmm. And it, it's true that when the Rendlesham Forest thing was going on, that the, the crafts they saw were like buzzing the missile silos. Mm-hmm. Like, they were interested in something that was there. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's just really, really fascinating. It's so, cool to get another perspective on it. It is. So, thank you so much for sending that pink yeah, flamingo. Thanks, Steven. We'll, uh, we, we'll play. One, one of, of his, his voicemails? voicemails a little bit later in the okay. episode. So cool. cool. Thank you so much. Our next one is from Stranger Annie, and she sends, Hey, Kurt and Krista, I have been meaning to email you guys. I forwarded this from our last email exchange to help jog your memory of me. Definitely no worries if you don't remember me, though. Of course I did. I'm not really on social media much. Not a bad idea. So I know I miss out a lot on the Strangers group, but I listen to y'all religiously. I have even listened to a number of episodes multiple times. Aww. Like so many people have, and that yeah, just floors me, me that, too. you know, I, I listen, I listen to them when I, when I edit and I don't listen to them ever again. Hmm. Like a lot of others, the missing 411s are some of my favorites. Generally speaking, I'd consider myself a skeptic, but I also know the world is a mysterious place, so it's fun for me to sometimes suspend the skeptic side and just get lost in the strange. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to email for a few reasons. First, I wanted to know if you're still planning on doing the Strange States episodes. If so, I might have something to send you guys from my home state of Washington. It would be a great state to cover. Lots of spooky stories and Bigfoot sightings for Krista, too. Another reason I wanted to email you was to share a little personal spooky story that you are free to read on the podcast. It's nothing too crazy, but just spooky enough to be strange. Here goes. In December of 2020, my parents contracted COVID and my dad became critically ill. He was admitted to the hospital and spent several weeks in the ICU fighting for his life. There were more than a few days where we thought we might lose him. Thankfully, he pulled through and was able to go home last month. So, so happy to hear that. But COVID really did a number on him. And when he was discharged, he was still on oxygen, generally pretty weak and needed lots of outpatient, occupational and physical therapy. Part of his rehabilitation involved him using something called an incentive spirometer. It's a device that people use to help build up their lung capacity. It has this long, wide blue tube attached to it. I've attached a generic image of what it looks like to this email. I've used one of those. Seriously? Yeah, I used to get bronchitis when I was younger, and that was something, because it's, it's like a lung thing. I had to use one of those ones because I had gotten it really bad. Yeah. It does. It. You have to blow into it and watch this thing rise and fall, and your goal is to get it to rise a certain way, and then you know your lung capacity is getting better. So. Yeah. I think I kind of, I remembered her picture, so I, I remember what okay. it looks like. 
So here's the spooky part. After my dad's discharge, my daughter and I went to bring a meal to my parents and visit for a little while. As soon as we arrived, my daughter, who will be two in a couple months, walked right over to the incentive spirometer, pointed right at it, and took two very deep, exaggerated breaths. We all sort of stopped in our tracks. How could she know what this was used for? We didn't own one. There was no way she had ever seen one be used. It was our first time at my parents' house in months, so she hadn't been there before to see it. She has just been around me and my husband almost exclusively since the pandemic hit. She doesn't go to daycare, stay with family, etc. I mean, there is really no opportunity we could think of for her to see this thing in use. And then it hit me. My daughter was born very prematurely, almost 10 weeks premature in fact. When she was born, she was tiny, weighing only 4 pounds, and she couldn't eat or breathe on her own. She had to remain hospitalized in the neonatal intensive care unit for about 2 months. During that time, she relied on machines to breathe and tubes to eat. And those breathing machines she used as a tiny, tiny little preemie baby, well, wouldn't you know, they also had a long, wide blue tube similar to the incentive spirometer in my parents' living room. Hmm. That's weird that she would... That she would have that memory. For being, yeah, a yeah. premature little baby? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't have a good explanation for how she knew what it was for, other than kids can be creepy sometimes. Huh? <laughs> but really, it does seem like she had some memory for events she shouldn't be able to recall. My family thinks it was her way of telling her grandpa that he would be okay, that if she can do it, he can do it. Aww. All he needs to do is just breathe. That's sweet. That is sweet. So that's my story. Hope you guys like it. Keep doing what you do. You've got a solid fan base going. Yes, we are fans. <laughs> and I can't tell you how much we love when a new episode drops. I feel like I went through some mild withdrawals waiting for the season to start. Seriously, though, you have become one of my favorite podcasts, maybe even my favorite when I think about it. I know others have said this, but it really does feel just like I'm hanging out with a couple of friends during your show. You have such a comfortable air about you, and you make the listeners feel comfortable and included. Your podcast was actually one of the few that I listened to as a way to cope during the time I spent in the NICU with my daughter. You guys helped take my mind off a lot of really hard stuff, and you brought me considerable comfort during a time when I needed it most. I can't thank you enough for that. Wow. Uh, I'm going to get get teary. Uh, When life gets back to normal, if you ever find yourself in the Seattle-Tacoma area, I'll buy you all a beer and give you a tour of some of our most haunted spots. Krista is on her own for Bigfoot hunting, though. (laughs) I'm not not trying to end up in David Politis' next book. Stay strange, Annie. Oh, thank you so much, Annie. Yeah, I love how she's like, and yes, we are fans, because we're so reluctant to use that word. I know. I used it earlier. I think I said fans, and Mm. I just cringed when I said it, because I just don't like it. But yeah, that's just... That's, that's so strange. Mm-hmm. Like, it, how likely is it that sh- she would have that memory still? I don't know. I mean, interesting. I mean, I think I told you I have that weird memory thing of me where my mom was rocking me, and I was a baby. Uh, I was like a, a literal. I, I think I've talked about this on here. I I have this memory of my mom rocking me in a chair. But it's like I'm standing in front of the chair watching, watching? her rock me. Oh, interesting. But I was a baby, but I was older than... It wasn't Corey? Are you older than Corey? Yes, but it wasn't Corey. It, it was wasn't me. a memory of no. you watching her rocking no, Corey? No, it was, it was me mm. because Corey hadn't been born yet. Interesting. Yeah. and I don't think you've ever told me this. I think I talked about that on here that I had this... Really? I have this weird memory and I can see, see the room. I can see where my mom was sitting and I can see me standing there watching her. Weird. And... Like your future self, almost? No, I was still a kid in my memory. It, it, like me- remembering it, it wasn't like my future self, but I was still a kid, but I was watching my mom rock me as a baby. That's so strange. Maybe you had an out-of-body experience. I, I really don't think it was Corey because I think this was before Corey was born. Hmm. And, uh, but even at that, 
I was a pretty big baby when my mom was rocking me. So not like this. I mean, if this was a premature. Right, a preemie. Like mm-hmm. she should have no memories whatsoever of. I don't know. The breathing apparatus. Yeah, that's strange. It is really strange. Yikes. Yeah. It's cool. That's, it, that's it's cool, cool but it's like, it's yeah. weird. Like I can't understand how that would work. Right. Wow. Thank you for sending us Annie, yeah. that Annie. And so honored that we could provide, you know, comfort. Yes, any kind of comfort for anybody. Okay. This next one is from Brian. Hello, Kurt and Krista. Hey, Brian. You guys are my favorite podcast to listen to. I love the stories and decided to share my stories with you. Sorry for my bad grammar and writing. <laughs> That's funny. My first experience happened when I was in the seventh grade. I was playing football and was blindsided where I lost consciousness and had a bad concussion. While in the hospital, my whole family was there and they took turns staying in the room with me that night. My grandpa was by my side. I fell asleep about 6 p.m. and woke back up at 10 to my mom and brother entering. I told my mom that my grandma, my mom's mom, came to me and she was rubbing my head telling me everything is going to be fine and she will be by my side until I get better. My brother started to cry and ran into the hallway. I was confused. My grandma died when I was in the fourth grade. That day my mom prayed to her to look after me. My brother didn't believe in anything like that until I told him that. Oh, that's interesting. It is. Wow. Next story. My family moved into a new home, and about six months there, stuff started happening. First, I was playing hide-and-seek with all my brothers and sisters. I was counting downstairs, and everyone was on the second floor. I saw feet run past me while my head was in my couch, and I heard, Ready? So obnoxiously, I'm like, I saw you come down here. Come out. I searched for five minutes and couldn't find anyone when I heard Ready again from upstairs. I went up there and go, seriously, was anyone downstairs? Nobody came downstairs. Everyone was upstairs, even the dog. That's weird. That's very weird. That's like, ooh. Like, that's like, like a kid, Like a kid spirit playing yes, with them. Yes, mimicking or something. Yeah. Ooh. After that day. <laughs> I don't like the mimicking. Blah. After that day, my whole family, except my dad, would see a little girl in a white dress run around and play with my little sister's toys. Yeesh. She would appear and disappear. This went on for months until one morning my dad was disturbed. He said he was using the restroom when he thought he saw my sister on her dresser playing with toys. When he leaned in to yell at her, there was no one there. She seemed nice. There was never a bad feeling until one night in the attic where my two brothers and I slept. My brothers and I are separated in different beds. I had this weird, overwhelming feeling come over me. As I was tossing and turning, I felt my right foot feel as if someone grabbed it and pulled. That's a nope. 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 I was halfway off my bed, and I jumped and ran across the room, terrified. That night, my brothers and I all slept by each other, not leaving. That was the only aggressiveness we experienced from that so-called little girl, and it happened right after I searched the area and address to see if anyone died and if there was ever a little girl that went missing in my area. Lastly, my dad and stepmom had five kids, and my dad and mom had three, so there were eight kids in this tiny house. One night, my dad and stepmom went out. I can't remember for what, but I was watching everyone. It was about midnight and my little sister, who was only five months at the time, was screaming and crying, so I ran into the room to find out what was going on. As I entered the room, the crib was to my right, and there was this figure with a weird animal shape, I can't explain, (laughs) over my sister's crib. That is... I don't like that. Heebie-jeebie stuff right there. That's one of those things that's going to end up popping back into my head tonight when I'm trying to sleep. Oh, wait. It turned and looked at me. 
had these bright red eyes and leaped to the ground and looked like it was squatting Ugh. low to the ground, moving slowly to my left. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a, I'm on the note bus for that one. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm not babysitting ever again. No. I was terrified. I hit the light switch and the whole figure was gone. I then ran to my sister, grabbed her from the crib and went to the living room. Those eyes were so bright and looked evil and I can never forget what I saw that night. I don't know what it could be. It still gives me chills to this day. Same. Yeah. It's not just because the air conditioning's on yeah, and freezing. Exactly. All these events happen between the ages of eight and fourteen. I don't see things as much anymore, but I do get those weird tingly feelings. Or if I walk into old places or even just weird areas, my heart will start racing and I get out right away. I appreciate your time and will be listening. Brian. Thanks, Brian. Wow. Thanks, That's Brian. Creepy. Thanks, thanks for my nightmares tonight. There's something so yeah, no kidding. There's something really creepy about I mean, seeing children, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or hearing children yep. or because we have, there's a theory that it's not a child. Yeah. It's something else mimicking a child to gain your trust. I remember Barry really telling creepy. us that at, at Vicky's at the yes. secondhand shop that we, you there's know, no she little told girl us, she there. said, whatever we think is not right. harmful there might not necessarily be as innocent as we're thinking it yep. is. Agreed. Wow. Yeah, that was creepy. That's really creepy. Thanks, Brian. Especially now that if it's so hot in my bedroom, I don't sleep under the covers. I sleep right mm. on top of the covers. Which makes you feel which vulnerable. Makes, yeah, which I don't like. Because I need at least a sheet on me. I just, I can't. I, I, like last night, I, I conked out I super early, 7.30 last night. I conked out, woke up this morning on top of my sheet still. and Yeah, I mean, it's like mid-90s here. At least it's not humid yet. It's getting It's going to be this week. I know. It's supposed to be this week. Yeah, that's that's creepy super creepy so now we have a we're gonna play one of the voicemails we got from pink flamingo i almost said fink flamingo <laughs> that we got from pink i prefer that <laughs> we got from pink flamingo or steven from the uk yes it's not a voicemail this was a yeah a professionally recorded M- mp3 yeah, yeah. that he left in our dropbox yes so thank you so much for this I keep, I'm going to call him Pink just because I think pink? that's cool. What's I know it's Steven, but I like Pink. It's totally dazed and confused. It is totally. I got my shirt on. L-I-V-I-N. Oh, yeah, you do. All right, all right. All like right. everybody said, this is like my lucky podcasting, podcasting shirt. shirt. I got my lucky podcasting underwear on. We're good. I tend to wear my Strange Sessions shirt when we record. I was going to wear the Strange Sessions shirt, and I'm like, no, nah, I got to wear it because I kind of want tradition. to wear this one out a little bit because then this is going to be my sleeping shirt. Ah. Uh. But you I gotta break break. I it gotta in. break it in. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know how we got off on that segue, but here is a story from listener Pink. Good evening, Kurt and Krista, and good evening to the strangers out there. I'm Steve from the UK. I have a mixing and recording studio which I promote on Instagram, amongst other places. It was here that I first encountered the Strange Sessions podcast. I began listening and soon became hooked. I reached out to Kurt and Krista with a story regarding the Rendlesham UFO incident, but also promised them further stories, all of which are true as far as the accounts are concerned. This incident, and a second one which I will send over to you at a later date, happened to the father of an old friend of mine who I haven't been in touch with for many years. This person, who I'll call David, used to babysit for his aunt and uncle when he was a teenager to earn a little money. It was a Saturday night, and as usual, David's aunt and uncle would go to their local pub for a few drinks with friends. David got to the house at around 7 o'clock, which was in an area called Smethwick, and was welcomed inside and given a bottle of ale and a few cigarettes. He arrived in the middle of an argument between his aunt and uncle regarding whose turn it was to get coal for the fire. 
The house was a three-bedroom, three-storey Victorian townhouse with two bathrooms and a coal cellar. Neither of them wanted to venture down into the cellar as they felt that they would dirty their clean clothes now that they were ready to go out. David told them to stop arguing and he would go and get coal when the fire started to get low. His aunt and uncle happily agreed, said their goodbyes and went on their way to meet their friends. Back then, TV channels were limited, so David would often listen to the radio after he had put the two children to bed at around 8 o'clock. This was the routine he followed on that Saturday night. As he settled into the armchair by the fire, he switched on the radio and tuned it in to receive some music. He opened his bottle of ale, lit a cigarette and began to relax. After around 45 minutes, the fire began to die down. So David grabbed the coal bucket, which had a small coal shovel, a pair of gloves and a candle inside. He put the gloves on, lit the candle, grabbed the bucket and walked over to the cellar door, which was on the opposite wall to the fireplace. Now, most cellars in these types of houses had a set of stone steps, which led down to a room roughly the size of the living room above. This was also a stone floor. There was a chute towards the top of the wall nearest the road which enabled the coal trucks to deposit bags of coal into the cellar. There were no lights down there, hence the need for the candle. David opened the door and walked down three or four steps when he stopped. He went completely cold, had goosebumps and a feeling of absolute terror and dread. The candle lit up the room quite well and David could see that there was nothing down there apart from a pile of coal at the far wall where the chute was. Maybe that was the reason for the cold, he thought. The coal chute. Maybe the cold night air and the candlelight were playing on his mind. He descended down a few more steps, but stopped again. Something was watching him. Something was down there with him. The goosebumps had now become worse and had travelled over his back and up his neck. He had to get coal to keep the fire going. He simply had to. He began to walk further down the steps when a long, loud, cold breath filled the cellar. David froze again. The feelings of terror and dread were now huge. David took a deep breath and hurried to the pile of coal at the far wall by the coal chute. He leant the candle up against the wall, quickly grabbed the shovel and began piling coal into the bucket. Then the faint laugh of a small child came from behind him. Then the candle went out. David slowly raised his head, stood up and turned around. Everything was quiet, but so cold and so oppressive. He reached his hand down to grab the handle of the bucket. When he heard the laughter again, it was right in front of him. He could not take it anymore. He ran with the coal bucket across the cellar, up the stairs and into the living room. He spun around, dropped the bucket, slammed the cellar door shut and pushed the armchair up against the door. He stood in the middle of the living room trying to understand what had just happened to him. He went upstairs to check on the children. They were fast asleep. Safe. He went back downstairs and sat in the other armchair near the fire, shoveled coal onto the fire to get it roaring once more, then sat there smoking a number of cigarettes and opening another bottle of ale. 
waiting for his aunt and uncle to return. At around 12.15 in the morning, the front door opened and in strolled his aunt and uncle, slightly drunk, but in good spirits. Everything go all right, Dave, said his uncle. Are you joking, David said. There's something down in that cellar. I felt it. David's aunt and uncle immediately looked at each other. Did you hear anything, said his aunt. Yes. Laughter, said David. I told you she was down there, David's aunt shouted at his uncle. I told you I felt her down there, and you even said yourself that you were uncomfortable down there. I know, said his uncle. I just didn't think it was real. If you both knew, why not say anything to me, said David. What's down there? Who's down there? The story retold to David by his aunt and uncle went like this. Around 20 years before they moved in, a family owned the house. A mother, father and three children. Two sons, aged five and eight, and a daughter, almost two. The father was extremely controlling, very bad-tempered and also a drunk. He adored all of his children, but when the drink took control, he became a different man. His choice of punishment for his children when they were disobedient was to put them in the cellar. Alone in the dark. On one particular night, he came home in a vile mood, drunk and angry. He settled next to the fire but couldn't relax as his daughter was crying upstairs. The mother tried to calm the girl, but the father had had enough. He grabbed the toddler and took her down into the cellar, climbed the stairs and slammed the door, leaving her alone, in the dark, in the cold and terrified. The little girl screamed and cried for what seemed like an eternity to the mother, but soon there was silence. The father, apparently grinning with contentment, stormed over to the cellar door and pushed it open. Not realising that his little girl had climbed the stone stairs and was sat behind the door. The door pushed her down the stone steps and onto the stone floor. She died from her injuries in that very cellar. Apparently the family weren't charged with the crime. Not even manslaughter. It was most likely ruled as an accidental death. But David, his aunt and uncle, didn't know the full outcome. All they knew was that down in that cellar was a little girl. Still trying to get out. Well, there you have it. A story that has stuck with me for so many years. If you enjoy, I have more. Just let Kurt and Krista know, and I'll tell them more. And we'll get to that. And don't worry, the dogs will always be okay. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much to Kurt and Krista for your hard work and dedication. Stay strange, and good night. Well, I guess we wow. can just hang it up. Yeah, I was just going to say, so we get, a, we get a story submission that's 10 times better than our actual podcast. It's like, wow. I guess there's a great preview of a high quality show yes. <laughs> that will be available coming that was, to you soon. That was amazing. Chris yeah. and I at the wow. end both 
burst out laughing when he said, the we'll get to that. Will <laughs> the always dogs be will okay. always be okay. So that was a good story. Yeah, I mean, just the production quality is amazing, but the story yeah. was really creepy this, this will be Again. our last. This will be our last episode. We're done. Everybody <laughs> We're that's doing done. everybody that's, that's doing podcasts from ours are doing better than They're us. They're pulling so. us out of the water. Yeah. It's been nice. It was a good run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was really creepy, though. We just got done saying how creepy it is to encounter kids in, yeah. in these sort of scenarios. And it's as, as, crazy as, to get the full story as of... As lousy as it is to imagine somebody doing yeah. that to punish... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I believe it. I've heard oh, totally. I've heard similar stories yeah. about people that did stuff, like shut them in the basement with the lights off. Talk about trauma. Yeah. Jeez. So, wow. Thank, thank you so much for yeah. that. That was... That was great. That was amazing. I mean, it was a creepy story yep. and well told yep. and very entertaining. And I believe we do have another one from him we're going to do in our yes. next listener. We do. So, uh, that was... Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm just going to read... Uh, listener Nathan sent us a couple of them. So I'm just going to read like the first part and then we're going to do one more and then we're going to probably call it quits for this episode. And we're going to have, we already have a lot of stories for our next listeners. I thought we'd actually get more into this episode, but I I feel like we're already running out of time. We're actually at an hour and 23 minutes and there was a lot of time that you're going to edit out, but we still have to do song. Yes. So, This we thank you guys so wow. much for all these submissions. We're gonna have enough for two. Maybe we can eventually just do listener stories and nothing else. <laughs> I don't know. You guys did so good with the stories this mm-hmm. time. So we I we had three of them within the last couple days sent to us. So those are gonna yeah. wait. We're gonna do a couple more episodes in between, and then we will have another. Like like I was telling Krista, it's nice if something is going on when I don't have time to do a lot of research mm-hmm. that we can do another listener stories. So you guys really stepped up. So thank you so much. And any, you know, any stories left hanging out, we can just read at the end of some future episodes yeah. too. We don't want to, we don't want to exclude any stories. No. So we're, we're going to get to all the stories you guys sent us, but it'll just be in a couple episodes from now and it'll be yeah. another listener stories episode. So thank you. So this is from listener, Nathan, Nathan Ward. Okay. He says, he's been a long time. Yes. Stranger, I think. Yes, he has. Okay. He says, hi again. I can't remember the exact order these occurred in. It was between around 2003 to 2006, I think. So I'll just put them all in and see what you think. So I'm only going to do like the first little bit. He says, background. My two friends and I, Paul and Stee, which I'm guessing is Steve. It's just S-T-E all the time. Hmm. Stee, I think that's cool. Paul and Stee, fresh out of uni, rented a uni. I love when people call college uni. So he's from overseas. Must be. Me and two (laughs) friends, Paul and Stee, fresh out of uni, rented a three-bedroom house together. We were at an age where it was party time all the time. I remember that. So I'm sure our neighbors loved us. Sorry, neighbors. The upper floor had three bedrooms and a bathroom. I've attached a very rough room plan. And the ground floor had a living room and a dining room that was open with a separate kitchen. So his first story is called Three Knocks. With three of us sharing one bathroom that had no lock. Ugh, I would hate that. I have to have a lock on a bathroom door. I I just hate the idea of sharing a bathroom. Well, that too, but... Bathroom doors without locks are like a no for me. <laughs> With three of us sharing one bathroom that had no lock, we got into the habit of knocking on the bathroom door if it was closed and asking if anyone was in there. If there was, that person would just reply, yep. So we got used to doing it. Eventually, we won't even ask the question, just knock and wait for a yep. All these instances happened late at night. I remember it being around 2 a.m. First instance, I was in the bathroom, heard three knocks on the door. We always seemed to do three, so it didn't seem odd. I said, yep, and there was no reply. I came out of the bathroom and noticed that all the lights were out, so no one else was up. I thought it was a bit odd, but assumed it must have been Paul, as his room was right next to the toilet. 
It never really occurred for me to mention it the next day. A couple of weeks later, Stee asked if someone had knocked on the bathroom door the night before. I said I hadn't, but asked him to describe it. He said he heard three knocks and said he was in there and didn't get a reply, and but he did not hear footsteps going away. I told him my story, and they were pretty much identical. We asked Paul about it to see if he was fooling around, and he said it wasn't him. I believe him because we did prank each other. I'll get to that later. But this wouldn't be the type of prank we'd pull. Finally, it happened a third time. This was around 2 a.m. Everyone was asleep. All lights were out. I was in the bathroom, and I heard three raps on the door. It sounded just like three rapping fingers rather than a knock, if that makes sense. That's mm-hmm. creepy. That's really creepy. Where you hear, like, one finger going... I said, yep, no reply. So I thought, well, if someone's joking around, I haven't heard anyone move yet, so they must be at the door. So I yanked it open and no one was there. I listened for a while and couldn't hear any movement from any of the rooms. Yuck. Possibly with what happened above, we were all talking one day about hearing strange sounds. I hadn't heard much myself, but Stee, who I thought brought it up, mentioned hearing just strange bangs and the like. Paul then said really matter-of-factly, Yeah, I get that a lot. I don't particularly like them, but when they start getting too loud or too close to me, I just put my headphones on and hope they go away. He then added, one time both of you were staying out one night and it got so much that I slept on the couch with my headphones on. Side note on this, if I hear weird sounds, I don't want to drown them out with headphones. I want to know where they're coming from. Hmm. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah, I'd (laughs) want to drown them out. (laughs) In my own home. Yeah. One evening, Paul and Stee were going to a party across town. I'd been invited too, but I was a little broke that month and fancied a quiet night. So my rock and roll weekend began with them going out and me doing some dishes. <laughs> Partway funny. through, it felt like someone came up behind me and gently squeezed my backside. Ooh. Now, as an aside, this is 100% something we used to do to each other as a prank to see if we could get the other recipient to freak out. As with most of these silly games, the other person had to do their best not to react. Otherwise, they'd have to buy a pint on a night out or similar. Just general horsing around. I love that. I love pint. Mm-hmm. So because of this, I didn't initially react and just assume that Paul had gotten the jump on me. Then I realized I was in the house by myself. I grabbed my keys, locked up, and left and joined the others at the party shortly after. That's weird. It's almost as if whatever is there has been watching them, and now it's mimicking what yeah. they do. And that's More really creepy. We don't like mimicking. No. I'm freaked out by the rapping. And like he that's said, the really finger creepy. rapping on the door mm-hmm. instead of like a knock. Again, the bathroom is a place where you're kind of vulnerable. Yeah. And it's the middle of the night. Ugh, I don't like it. So yeah, he has sent us more, but we're going to save those for the next episode. Making a little stockpile for the next episode. I think we have more than a little stockpile. Yeah, we're going to be good. So now we have one from Stranger Jana, who was nice enough to, when she signed her name, said, parentheses, sounds like Anna, because she knows how I am with names sometimes. <laughs> so thank you, Jana. She, she's a, a very loyal listener, so that's awesome. She writes, hi, Kurt and Krista. I have two weird short stories to tell you. Not sure they're anything supernatural, but they are creepy, and each only happened to me once and only in one specific house. I lived in a five-bedroom house with my parents and little sisters. I was in my mid-20s. My bedroom was over a three-car garage, and I always felt watched in my bedroom, in the house, and outside in the yard. Krista, sorry. I can see Krista out of my peripheral. <laughs> already and just shaking, shaking her head. Nope. Nope. I felt a presence in the room and was always slightly uncomfortable in the room. My cat would stare at spaces and spots on the wall often. I slept fine, though, most of the time. We got into a lot of talk about people... Their animals reacting to stuff. Narnia never really does that. Mm, I never see her no. like staring at something in the Lucy distance. Lucy barks at stuff, but I feel but like that's, that's a dog <laughs> that's thing. Lucy. She can hear a dog barking five yep. blocks away that we can't hear, and she's yep. answering them. She goes on to say, One night I woke up in the middle of the night and noticed that I felt really heavy, like something was pressing on me. And I noticed that the darkness right above my body seemed darker than the rest of the darkness. 
I could move, but I chose not to. I struggled a little bit to breathe, but was fine otherwise. It ended about after about two or three minutes and never happened again. That's weird. That doesn't sound like sleep paralysis because no, she she's could awake. move, but she was choosing not to. That's really weird. Another night, I woke up suddenly and rolled over to turn on the bedside lamp, and I turned the switch, but the light didn't turn on. I remember feeling uncomfortable and urgently wanting the light, but I didn't know why. Then I woke up and realized that I had been dreaming. Uh. I rolled over to turn on the lamp, and again, it wouldn't turn on. <laughs> well, that's the worst. That's like a movie <laughs> sequence right there. <laughs> that is. I was still feeling weirdly uncomfortable and knew I had to turn on the light. Then I woke up, and this time I really did wake up, rolled over and turned on the bedside lamp, which this time came on. I have no clue what happened, but always felt that something was trying to keep me from waking up. Oh, that is creepy. It's <laughs> creepy. Anytime I see Krista cringe Ugh. during a story, I know she's creeped out. Light is very important to me. Like, when yeah. I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, sorry, TMI, it's very <laughs> dark. I take my phone... And yeah, because you've use told me that you to take your phone. Away. And if, I don't. If it I, times out and I'm stuck in the dark, I'm like, turn I, on, turn on. I find the phone light creepier than really? yeah, than darkness. Yes, there's something like about the light. I don't know. I just find that creepier than darkness. As a quick aside, this happened the other night, and I finally saw eleven eleven for the first yes, time in my did, life. Yes, like, you did. And you sent me legitimately eleven eleven. Did you screenshot it? Because you sent it. I to did. Me. Yeah, you yep. sent it to me. It was very exciting. The first eleven eleven. I think I saw it when we were recording once, but it turned out the laptop time was yes. not accurate, so I don't <laughs> yeah. count that. That's awesome. You got your first 11 11. And she says, Thanks for reading. Love you guys in the podcast. Jana sounds like Anna. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jana. Thank you so much for being such a loyal listener. That dream thing is like the creepiest. It's like a dream within a dream within a dream. Within a dream, it's like Inception. Yeah. Me no likey. No, that's weird. I don't like it either. We're going to end with a story from our long, long, long time listener, Jeremy Ryder. Yeah, he's been there from like the Jer- beginning. Jeremy's been, I think he was one of the, I should I should go back because I can go back and see when people join the, the strangers mm-hmm. and see, because Jeremy's been there since the beginning. We he love has. you, Jeremy. We were, you guys, you're just awesome. Like Jeremy says, back in 2008, me and my girlfriend, now wife at the time, lived in an old apartment building. Our apartment was in the basement of the building and always had a creepy vibe to it. My girlfriend and I worked opposite shifts at the hospital we both worked at. I worked during the day and she worked nights, so our paths didn't cross that much during the week. On our bookshelf in the living room, we had a decorative candle that consisted of three candles and stones scattered in between them. One day I got a text from my girlfriend that said, why do you keep putting the stones from our candle on the couch cushions? (laughs) Krista just perked up. I saw Krista move. I saw Krista move. I was really confused by this message, so I called her. She said that for the past three days when she had gone to the living room after waking up, there is one stone on each of the couch cushions, (gasps) three in total. So deliberate. Yeah. There's something really deliberate about that. Yeah. I assured her that I was not doing that, and I could think of better ways to mess with her if I wanted to. (laughs) It was innocent enough, though, so we ignored it. Fast forward a few weeks, I'm in my office in the apartment playing Lord of the Rings online while my girlfriend is working. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, a pen begins to move across the desk. The key here is move, not roll. It gets to the end of the desk and then flies at me as if being thrown by an unknown force. I'm freaked out, but I just went about my business. I told my girlfriend, and we definitely agreed that the building had spirits. This all came to a head a few weeks later when one night the toilet began flushing on its own. I was wide awake. I ran into the bathroom, turned the light on, but there was nothing. As I turned back towards the living room, I saw a shadowy figure of a man. It was dark all over, very tall, and appeared to be wearing a hat. Hmm. I stared for a second, and then it just disappeared. I didn't sleep that night and told my girlfriend the next morning what happened. She immediately called a friend and got some holy water to bless our apartment. I'm not religious, but she is, so I went along with it. 
After that, we had no more occurrences, but the story doesn't end there. Years later, we got married and visited Orlando for our honeymoon. A neighbor that we were close with at the haunted building moved there, so we met up. We were talking, and I brought up our experiences, leaving out the shadow man. She proceeds to tell us that just after we moved out, she began hearing strange noises, flushing toilets. And then she said, oh, and I wake up to a dark, shadowy figure standing at the edge of my bed. My blood ran cold. I couldn't believe it. I asked if he was wearing a hat, and she said, yes, how did you know? I recounted my shadow slash hat man experience to her, and we all just sat there astounded. At the end of the day, we were all very happy to be away from that apartment. So he basically was like, well, you guys are gone. I'll move into the neighbor's apartment. Pretty much. Oh, that's creepy. But yeah, because he has told me that he has had like hat man experiences. Mm. I remember him talking about that in in The Strangers. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome to know that that's what happened. But that's... Wow. I'm... I'm, Toilet flushing is weird, but... the, The... The... stones showing up on the cushions of the couch is like, like a ritualistic notice, that's like, yeah, it's that almost like too. a ritualistic thing and it's like a notice me like if they were just had a couple of stones had fallen off around the floor in front of the bookshelf i'd be like eh but one stone placed on, on each, cushion? each cushion is like notice this yeah pay attention to this that's weird that's a nope that's a big nope. okay <laughs> thank you so much jeremy that is yeah. awesome thank you jeremy and those are our stories for today yeah. we are going to have another listener stories episode because we have a lot left we could probably have two more full episodes we probably could but we're gonna see how it goes yeah so thank you guys so much. You guys, like I said, you guys stepped up like crazy with these stories and these were all great stories. Yeah. So, so thank good. you. Wow. I'm glad this wasn't a night episode because I think I would legitimately, legitimately be, I'm kind of creeped, creeped out, out about mm-hmm. some of these. So yeah. thank you guys so much. And it's cold down here. And it is cold down here. <laughs> Are you actually cold? I'm a little chilly. Oh, all right. So thank you so much, you guys, for the yeah. story. Seriously. Um, you always blow it out of the park. You guys do. Should we do listener questions and sure. then a song? Yeah. We'll do three listener questions. Okay. Because these should be pretty decent. <laughs> I don't remember if we did this one already. You ready? I'm ready. Bigfoot versus Mothman versus Jersey Devil versus Zach Bagans in a steel cage <laughs> match. Who wins and why? I feel like Zach Bagans would just annoy the heck out of all of them. <laughs> I think them. so. Z- I, I go with Zach Bagans. I'm picking Zach. He'll, 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 <laughs> he's ripped. He'll go. He's ripped. He'll go into. A, he'll get possessed. He'll get possessed. He'll get possessed, and he'll have the For strength sure. of whatever possesses him. I just remembered a nightmare I had about Zach oh, Bagans. No, no, about being possessed. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my god! I was gosh. wondering why all of a sudden you stopped and were like, that "Oh, just freaked me out." Okay, sorry. We can we can maybe get to that later, but yeah, I'm going with Zach Bagans because, yep. like you said, he's going to get possessed. Yep, he'll have the strength of whatever demons are inside yep. of him. Yep, you know. So I know y'all good. thought I was going to say Bigfoot, but I said Zach Bagans. No, it's going to. He probably would annoy him. They probably just leave yeah. the cage on their They'd own be like, and be like, "I'm done with this guy." Oh, he's possessed again. Yep. Let's go. This guy's a total Chad. It's <laughs> <laughs> something my students say. Somebody's a total Chad. Chad. Yeah, that's a thing. I don't mm. know. Is it like Karen? It's kind of like a Karen, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a fun one. We're going to do four questions Ooh. because these, some of these are easy. Okay. This next one. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. This is for both of you, but specifically to Kurt. No more dancing around what's your favorite song with giving it's tied between this and this. It says, what is your all-time favorite song? <gasps> Pick one. Well, you go first. It's specifically for Kurt. Then I'll have time. There's a couple. I mean, I've talked. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one. I've talked about them on here. Runners up are uh, Motorcycle Drive-By by Third Eye Blind because I I love that song. Uh, But, and 
I'm going to go with my all-time favorite song is going to be Drinking in L.A. by Brand Van 3000. Okay. Like, there's something about that. Like, I love Motorcycle Drive-By, but it's one of those songs that is a little depressing mm. where Drinking in L.A. is just a happy song. It's okay. like one of those songs I, I listen to when I need to feel good. Yeah. So No Ties, No Anything, that is my number one favorite song, is going to be Drinking in L.A. by Brand Van 3000. I think if I have to pick one. And that's what we basically is saying that we have to pick one. Forcing us. Forcing us. I'm going to go with America by Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, that's such a I good song. I have such history with that yes, song. And I that grew is, up on them. That is one of the best songs that I know. Yeah, my but uncle it, and I sing that together all through my childhood. I just always say it's hard for me to pick one because it there's is. different days. There's days where... Right. But that's one song that is always special to me mm-hmm. for, for various reasons and it just makes me feel good and it's just a happy song yeah same so mine, d- yeah. mine is it has a nostalgic it's, yours and is also melancholy, melancholy was, yeah feel, yours is kind of melancholy but really amazing memories associated yeah. with it so next question what is your favorite flavor cake ooh ah chocolate I'm always gonna go with chocolate I love like and, really decadent dark chocolate no really mm, yes for a cake yeah I like the confetti angel cake. Oh, yeah, that's good. There's something about like the confetti yeah, yeah. with the vanilla frosting. There's something mm-hmm. about the the confetti angel well, food cake. Well, an angel food cake is really good, too. Yeah. It's so light and yeah. airy. Yeah, give me a nice, like, moist, dark chocolate with, like, a chocolate ganache. Ooh. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Flourless chocolate cake. I know what cake. a ganache is. Oh, it's ganache is, like, if you've ever had a truffle. The center of a truffle. Right, it's, truffle. It's basically well, just it's like chocolate and cream. It's like a fluffy chocolate. It's, like, really creamy chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And our last question. Now I want cake. Last question. <laughs> what was the best and the worst ghost hunting experience you've ever had? Mm. Mm. I can tell you what my worst was. The vault? It was the vault. Yeah. I, <laughs> I put not... that in front of the breathing in my ear. You hated being in the That is I the did. most I uncomfortable I have ever seen you was yeah. when we were, you and I were in the vault together. I think I barely said two words when we were you in didn't. there. You were, I didn't yeah. move a muscle. No, you were like freaked out. I was wearing a cross necklace and I was clutching it the whole time. And I'm not a religious person. And I have never been so scared. It, it tops the first EVP session we did at Vicky's. And it tops the breathing in the ear. That is wow. the worst investigation moment wow. for me. The best? What would the best be? See, and I have a completely opposite experience with the vault. Like, I loved being in yeah. the vault and seeing the, the, the shadow of something there. walking in front of the mm-hmm. vault door when nobody was there. I think my best experience is just the camaraderie and yeah. all the fun that we've had. I think yeah. maybe it was that day that it was the morning after and, like, um, Anne was there. Yeah. And Lemberger and yeah. like it was Barry, it was all of us, and it was the morning after, and we were all throughout Vicky's yes. doing our little mini investigations. Yes. That's when I got like the the EVP would you with, wear the, with the with the fur coat. Yeah, and we were just it, we were having fun. Yeah, you know, it was just sort of like it was like typical... investigating, but also hanging out with your yeah, friends we were just and just hanging like out. having we're kind fun. Of shopping. I you always know? loved the morning after, and not too. just because Phil would bring us donuts and all that stuff, but <laughs> yeah. because and going to the coffee cup and yeah. yeah, I don't know, just great experiences in Stoughton in general. Yeah, but we've had some of our most interesting, yes, you know, most eventful evidence. What would I say was my best? Your best? Was something at JFK Prep or? No, JFK Prep was cool. Probably uh, the place you went with Barry and um, seeing the shadow person on the on the walkway, the yeah. Ohio State Reformatory. I mean, that's got to be the like, Mansfield Reformatory. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. 
But I, I go back to Vicky's and feeling being on the stairway and saying, you know, somebody is here. Can you show me you're here? And and the feeling of something running its fingers along mm-hmm. the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I look at that as one of my best experiences because that was something, you know, that's not, that's not like misconstruing hearing something and right. being like, was that a, it wasn't was, pipes. That, was that a, no, that was something right. running its hand, like its fingers along the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. And then it shortly happened to Rhonda after that happened to me. So mm-hmm. that is one of my, my favorite memories because that was like something significant happening. Uh, what was your worst? My worst? I don't, as far as like bad, like, panicky type stuff it would have been the feeling i had when we were at the mansfield mm. being in the sitting me barry and matt sitting up in the tuberculosis ward like oh. we just I, I i don't remember if it was all of us but i felt super uncomfortable but also along with that is our our evp our first investigation at vicky's with the evp circle mm. where we all felt it was so dark and heavy. Yeah, we it all really felt was. something came into the room with mm-hmm. us, and and Mark was feeling he was getting choked, and and you know that we always say that's when it was intense. That's man. when we wanted Barry to come back because Barry's our go-to person for all this stuff, yeah. and then and then she came, and then we did the circle, and nothing happened, and she's like, "These guys are fruitcakes." <laughs> what a bunch of noobs! Yeah, that's what she was thinking, and then and then we tried it again later, and that's when her and I actually had to go sit outside because we felt so physically sick, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, you guys were right. There is something there." But even then, it, I've, I haven't had any legitimately bad experiences, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, the vault felt negative to me, and that's yeah. why why I put it that there. That is the most shook I have ever mm-hmm. seen you in, in, yeah. our, in our lives. And I'm claustrophobic, so that didn't help. Yeah, We're in a vault help. for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, locked in, in a bank, like closed in a bank vault. <laughs> so, a tiny bank vault. Yeah. It was not a big vault. No, not like a Mission Impossible kind of no. vault. It was like a tiny bank right. vault. So good questions, you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, joke? Song. song, okay. Song. Our our theme this week, which Krista, I totally forgot about until Krista texted me last night and was like, "Um, what is our song theme for this week?" It is a song you used to hate but now like. Mm-hmm. Which I couldn't quite come up with, so I I did sort of my, I did a spin on that. Did a spin. Should I just go first? Sure. So. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I mean, I, I even said, Jim, can you help me with this? Like, you got to come up with a song that you know I used to hate, but I like now. Neither oh, so one of us dr- could you come up with it. On, you dumped it on your hubby. I did. I delegated, right. but he failed. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, I came up with a song that I really like by a group that I mostly just can't stand. Like, I, I don't want to use the word hate because it's such a strong word, but I don't like any of their music at all. Like, none of it. And I even think the first time, so maybe this kind of counts. The first time I heard this song, I was like, oh, it's that band. And I just went to the next, you know, change the station or whatever. And then I think at some point I wasn't paying attention and the song came on again and just played. And I'm like, oh, okay, I actually do really like this song. So it's the one song by this band that I like. um, And it's called Adventure of a Lifetime and the band is Coldplay. Really? Yeah. You don't like other Coldplay songs? Do not. You don't like uh, Viva? Nope. Or La Vida Loca, nope. <laughs> whatever, whatever that one. <laughs> Ricky Martin. That's Ricky Martin. Whatever that one song is called. There, no, I, I, and I. It took me forever to find this because I don't know the names of any of their songs. So I stuck listening to a whole bunch of like intros I don't to know all if their I songs. Know this song. You would. If I'll I play it, it for you after. You okay. would. Yeah. But I, li- I like a lot of Coldplay stuff. I think his voice bothers me. Really? Yeah. He has a very distinct voice, and it kind of. And I'm just not. The music just doesn't speak to me. But I really like this song. Cool. That's cool. I'm gonna have to. Sorry to all the Coldplay fans. I think they have a huge following, but it's just not my taste. Check that one out. Uh, Mine, I actually 
kind of had it in my head because uh, during our, I do that trivia contest every February with mm-hmm. some friends from, you know, the, the uh, St. Cloud College yeah. runs this, this, con- this 50 hour trivia contest. And because it's run by the college radio station, you know, they ask the question and then you have music playing in between them asking oh, questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have like, it's either a one hour block or a two hour block for 90s music. And uh, this song, this was never a, I don't think it was a huge hit, but it came out around the mid 90s, back when MTV used to still play music mm-hmm. and VH1 used to play music. And I would watch, was it 120 minutes or it was like an alternative, yeah. but. Is VH1 even around I don't anymore? think so. I was <laughs> actually trying to think of that too. I don't huh. even know if VH1 is around anymore. But I used to watch like that 120 minutes sometimes that would have like the alternative stuff. Yeah. And this song was played once in a while. And I just, I hated this song and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the, the, the thing at the beginning with the kind of like breathing or humming or whatever it is the girl is doing. But I hated this song. I think I know what song it's going to be. I, I would legitimately like shut this off when this song came on and I hated it. And during the contest this year, you can't really shut off the station because you don't know when they're going to ask oh, the next question. Mm-hmm. So the song is playing and is I'm it listening a female to group? it. No, it's a female singer. Okay. But the song is playing it and I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is a really good song actually. And then you were forced to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And then like days after it, the song was in my head and I'd be at work and I'd find myself singing and humming the song. And finally I'm just like, I bought it. I downloaded it. And now it's like one of my sing along songs in my car. Oh, fun. And I just love this song. I don't know anything about the band. And like I said, this was never a really big hit. But it is the song Not an Addict by the band K's Choice. Nope, not at all what I was thinking. No, what were you thinking? The Breeders, Cannonball. Oh, no, I like Cannonball. Okay. But yeah, she does that weird like humming thing. I thought maybe that's what But no, this is called Not an Addict by K's Choice. And I used to hate this song. And now it is one of my most listened to songs in my car because I love singing along with this song. Okay. So I, I I'll play it for you. It I'll, I'll yeah. play it for you after we after we we shut off the, okay. the stuff too. But yeah, the mine is not an addict by K's choice. Sweet. And '90s music was so good. What do you mean? Uh, it depends. Some of it was good. One of the one of the front runners also for one of my all time favorite songs is always going to be "Hey Jealousy" by Gin Blossoms. I love. Oh. Wow, we are going to have to talk after we yeah. shut off these microphones. I, I love the Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms. <laughs> See, I didn't, 90s music didn't do much for me, even though that was like, I was in high school. Foo Fighters? Well, yeah, I love that kind of music. Okay. Think of a band that's still what, around, uh, though. Uh, what's the song by Foo Fighters? That's one of the all-time. Everlong is yes, one of Yes, it's one of the all-time yeah. best songs ever written, yeah. and I'll go on record. I've seen them live. I'll go on record as putting that up, and even though people disagree with this, any uh, um, Journey. Oh. Don't Stop Believing, I think, yeah, is one of the best songs song. ever written. I think people also forget that Dave Grohl used to be the drummer for Nirvana. <laughs> like, yeah. You kind of forget that he yeah. had a life before yeah. the Foo Fighters, the and Foo it was Fighters a major are just band. so good. Yeah, he's so talented, and yeah. he's such a funny guy. Like, I don't know. And I, I think get grief be... all the time for saying this to people, but I still think one of the best songs ever written is Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. I think oh. that's a good song. You showed me a video of your students, like, jamming Yeah, my to students that. all singing along to that during lunch, but I just think it that's genuinely... A, it's a good song. It sticks with you. I'll say that. <laughs> wow. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, it okay. Our, it might be our last episode. Is it, <laughs> is it joke time? <laughs> yes, it is joke time. Um, how can you tell when there's a thousand pounds of pickles under your bed? 
you're closer to the ceiling. How is that even humor? I don't understand that. Ugh, I'll read another one. What do you do to prevent bumps on pickles? What? Cover it with a mosquito net. I'm just done. done. <laughs> Krista tossed the pickle joke book to the uh, side. We are done with that. Oh, Jim's leaving. Bye, Jim. Bye, Jim. Says we'll be back later. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is that it? Going out on a low note with that stupid joke. <laughs> I really should have done a. Uh, you should have done it. Because uh. that was bad. Did we forget anything? Oh, we still didn't do the, the shout outs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Usually the first thing we do, and now it's going to be the last thing we do. Sorry. Maybe. <laughs> we'll probably digress right now. Yeah, until and, we then, and then, then I'll be driving halfway home, and I'll be like, oh, crap, <laughs> <laughs> texting you. We'll have to ad-lib it when you get home. Oh, now I got so many pages of stories, I don't even know where they are. You should are. have been marking that down. Put a star next to all the ones we read. I will. You need the boss of me. Uh, unless it's a good suggestion. I literally have 20 pages of notes here. Okay. So, as always, we like to start with shout-outs to our newest strangers. As always. Those are, Liz Brown used to be, I think she was on Facebook, and then she left, okay. and then she came, came back. back. So, shout-outs to our newest strangers, Liz Brown, Maria Sanchez-Steenberger, Scott Layla Gay. I don't know if that's Scott and Layla, because I know a lot of couples that do that. Like they have a shared account. They have a shared account. Mm-hmm. Scott Layla Gay, Nate Harris, Aiden M., and Kalisha Knighton. Ooh, I, I like a, that that's name. That's a really nice she name. She sounds like a Game of Thrones character. <laughs> yeah, she does. So thank you so much, guys. Sorry your shout-outs came yeah. at the very absolute end, you know. At least we remembered. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be at home editing, and I'd have to, like, do record this at home. And On your edit, microphone for Brian, yeah. Yeah, and, and, like, edit it in there, and it would have been totally obvious. So, so sorry we got you guys in at the very end. But, but welcome. But it's a it's something special because we haven't done that for anybody else. So you yeah. guys get you guys think of it as being special, I guess, instead go. of hating us. So <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for joining. And going right from our newest strangers right to the deets. Where I gotta look through my twenty pages of notes. <laughs> See me flipping through my pages. I am gonna put something up there that says Yes, we're gonna make like a cue card. Yeah, like show show notes for timestamp. Taste test or welcome new listeners taste test blah we're gonna do that. You would think after doing this four years we would know think. what we're doing, but you would yeah, you would think you'd be thinking wrong. <laughs> okay, we can. You guys can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail and thank you guys for emailing us stories for this episode. We are on Twitter at Strange Session without the final S. I Krista, haven't posted there in a really Krista long does a time. good job on Instagram. I used to have our Twitter. Connected, connected to our Instagram yeah. and when I got my new iPhone it's I not, lost that connection okay. so Twitter is basically just out in space and I'm not a fan of Twitter there. like there, there's some people that swear by Twitter but I just don't like Twitter it's just words there's no I mean you have to click on stuff to see pictures that's way too you much got time word. for that so Krista does a great job on Instagram at the strange sessions and we have lots of followers on Instagram we do. lots of lots of like loyal listeners that are only on Instagram yeah. and not on Facebook mm-hmm. you can send us posts oh I gotta repay I gotta pay for our PO box before I forget and oh, get it taken right. away um yeah that would be bad <laughs> that would be bad oh god i'd still be giving them the old number and it would just turn into a hassle let me know if you want me to give you no it's from only paypal no okay I, it's it's only it's like 40 bucks okay. for six months it's not that bad the strange se- you, where am i here you can send us postcards and snail mail and taste test stuff i don't know if we need taste test stuff i think, I think we're, think good, we're good, for good a little while uh the strange sessions p.o box four three four 
Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. And you can call our lonely phone line at 920-443-9602. And I think that's it. That's all she wrote. We got to record another little... 20 minutes segment Chris first. has got to step outside and warm up for a minute. For are you Ooh. that cold? My hands are like ice. Do we have water down here? Okay. Yeah. My mouth is like super dry and I don't know mm. if it's because I took allergy medicine. Oh, and, probably. Or from It kind of dries you up, I think. Yeah. So. But I guess I can edit that out. People don't need <laughs> to know about me taking allergy medication <laughs> or I'll leave it in there. What the heck? So what I th- the heck? What the heck? Um, so I think that is it. I think until so. Until I'm halfway home and remember something we forgot. So thank you people so much for the stories. They are always amazing. And these were creepy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. These you are going to creep me. These are going to creep me out tonight when I'm laying in bed. And. I think that's it. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. So until next. I feel like we're totally forgetting something. I do something. too. It's, it's okay. Like, it's like gnawing at me. Pickle joke? We did that. We can always do another pickle joke. Or I you, think we're good. You're good with pickle jokes. Okay. Yeah. I do think that's it. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys. And until next time, stay, stay strange. strange.